Chris Ryan calling for Alex Simmons. Where you at, Alex Simmons? Here, I'm here, I'm here. I, I mean, uh, I've, 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 I've arrived. I'm you have arrived. We have arrived we in have more arrived than one way. Big time, big, big time. Big time, big why, episode. Why are you so excited, Miss, Mr. Ryan? Because this is episode 100. That's 100. Right. We've one. done this one, 99 one. other times. Zero, zero, yes, yes, we did it. We did it. We made it. Amazing, isn't it? it? Yes. <laughs> so on on the occasion of the 100, we decided we're gonna gonna talk about those issues a little bit today. Well, yeah, issues, those episodes. We're talk about those issues, but we're also gonna talk about yeah. We'll talk a little bit about the journey. We'll talk about the the, the people that we've encountered along the oh, way. Yeah. And it's and, a fun filled episode. Yeah, Let's have it. Well, well, I'm gonna have fun, and you're you're filled. So that, you just need. <laughs> I am definitely filled. <laughs> but before we before we get going, where are you? Because you are well, not anywhere near me. No, I am uh, in beautiful Lavalette, New Jersey. Apparently, Lava. the summer tour of New Jersey continues. Uh, we were up, we were at Parsippany a couple of weeks ago for Deadly Inc. And we've done a couple of interviews from there and there are a couple more interviews coming up the next couple of weeks. But, uh, this is a uh, family vacay time, you know? So, uh, I, I, uh, wait a minute, wait. Who, who are you with then? I'm with the goddess. There you go. Uh, at the moment I am with, uh, Sonny D-O-double-G ah, sitting on the end oh, wow. of the bed. And um, Tyler is here, and uh, Sean is coming down. He's got work, so he's coming down in a day or two. So, uh, you know, this is – we're giving it a shot. We, we got – somebody knew somebody who had a, a place, and we're going to do it a week and see how it goes. Excellent. So the idea was to finish the rewrite project that I'm on and mm-hmm. take the week. And uh, I'm still fussing. I have Act 3 to do. Uh, it has been extraordinarily rewarding, but I've got the I've got all the work with me, and I'm doing it every morning, so it's a working vacation, of course. Yes, and, uh, and, holiday, yeah, yeah, and I get to talk to you, uh, so this is a uh, more fun work. So that's good. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, where's the croissants? I thought we were going to have croissants and espresso. You know, I mean. Yeah, yeah. you know, I tell you that we got to work on that budget, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk money later, right? Uh-huh. So, so, um, just just to touch on it, because you were saying doing the work, and I I don't know yeah. how much of our audience is aware that you're doing a a repolish on something, right? Yeah, it's 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 part of the complete reboot of me. Um, there's a potential, possible, maybe interest, um, but they wanted uh, to see the book put through uh, the eyes of a uh, professional editor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have contracted, signed the contract this week with that editor, but I told her I wanted to go through it first myself, and she thought that was a great idea. And uh, this is an award-winning book, okay? It won two awards. The One of the awards was made up for this book. The guy read it. He was a um, book reviewer in, like, uh, the Baltimore area, radio guy, nice, nice guy. And he loved the book so much that he created this independent thing um, uh, for it to celebrate which one of them. And, and yet I'm, I'm going through it again, right? So, what does that say? Uh, uh, it just, you know, we always, we're always learning, right? Yeah. And um, 
the uh, conferences that I've gone to in the last couple of years and all that stuff, including um, John Sanford at uh, International Thrillers. That really, I think, put me over the top when he talked about polishing. Um, and he said, you know, polishing is an immense pain in the ass, but it's really necessary. And then he went through how he did it. And I have been going through this novel, this already award-winning novel, page for page chapter reading every chapter out loud and stopping if there's a stumble or if i can make a um sentence uh simpler or use a uh, choose a better word i mean i've really been focusing on all that is this the character all that stuff um the author jim facilli uh i had mentored under him through mystery writers of america and he had pointed out uh, the excerpt that he read there are a couple of things that I've since become talking, uh, referring to as time anchors, mm. where, you know, you put something in uh, and it seg- signifies a time, but then a couple of years go by and it pulls you mean your here, book. The, 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 that time of, of, of uh, what? In like a- well, for, for example, um, anchoring them to a certain era of music. Mm. as the years go by that ages your character that you know so you know Jim Facilli made this great point that meanwhile you're having new prospective readers come up who don't feel that same way about that music so you are limiting who might enjoy your book and the idea is to get your book so you really have to think about it if it's a choice and he pointed out to one of the things that could potentially be considered a time anchor he says that's integral to the plot Mm. what are these others and he you know he really was generous with his time and his insights and i've learned from him so going through it and and making each and every aspect of it better and in the process i started making these amazing connections there's an excerpt or the segment in the book a sequence where uh, Mallory flashes back uh, onto his teenage years when he lost a good friend and um, was angry at God for it. And there was another an L, L, um, episode right after that where Monsignor, you know, he's struggling with whether or not he can belong to the church and he went back to Mass and he went to penance and, and the Monsignor said, you know, did you go to confession before you came back and received? And he said, no. He said, we well, committed a mortal sin. And they have this argument about that. You know, Mallory and the Monsignor. Young Mallory, you know, in, the, in this flashback. And he right. left the church, right? So uh, it was youthful anger and all that sort of stuff. But then I'm, you know, and I'm looking at it and I minimized it and edited it and, you know, made it nice because you don't need a flashback to be that long. Uh 20, 20 chapters later, a priest comes in who's an exorcist. Now now we're in the present day, and he's old. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, I'm reading it, and it's like, why is Mally so antagonistic towards this priest? <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, okay, that works, that works. You know, so, you know, it's been an interesting experience on many uh, levels, but it has taken what I consider finished work to a much higher level 
you know, so, I want to I want to just jump in in there. Uh, mm -hmm. Hey, excellent, excellent um, uh, example of the process that you're going through, and and it triggered in me also um, the the thought of something that's just happened with me. Uh, I created my character, as you know, Blackjack, over 30 years ago. Yes. <laughs> And we started actually creating stories and things, working with you and, and, and the, some of the illustrators and the graphic designer, Liz, and all these people started working on that like over 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. And at the time when I was creating it, I always knew Aaron Blackjack had a, an older sister by, by a, you know, a little bit, a year or two. And when they, you know, they traveled with their parents around the globe, I'm doing this with folks who have no idea what I'm talking about. They traveled around the globe as kids and, and, and teenagers with the father who was a mercenary and and they got to see a lot. And at a certain point, the parents get killed. Uh, Aaron and his sister stay in Europe for another five years, living with the friends of the family. And then they come back to the United States. And Aaron wants to follow in his father's footsteps. And the sister says, you know what? I understand you want to do that, but I can't, I can't stay around here and watch you do that. So right. I'm leaving. So Aaron's landed in New York, and his sister's telling him, I'm heading, I'm heading out. I'm going south. I'm going to go down south. And I want to have some peace and I want to have a little place and I don't want to have to, you know, wait for the bad news, you know, that right. you're coming back or something like that. But we're family and I love you. And all. so I knew all of this it was all really clear in my head, except I wasn't really clear. Why the heck was I sending a black woman in the 1930s to go live in the South? Right. You know, that was not clear in my head. And, and at a point, I didn't even question it initially. And as the years rolled on, I was trying to do some stories about her because I always wanted to do that. I'm going, why, why do I have her in the South? And now she's moved to the Southwest, but she's still in the South. It's still in the 1930s. She's black. A whole bunch of things are not going to be easy for her or wonderful. And, We're gonna, you know, and do she stuff. was mobile. She had a choice. She had a choice. Know, so and she, it wasn't like she was trapped in there or trapped. Yeah. And she she, wasn't she chose to go down there. And she had an education. She was a little more worldly-wise and 90% yeah. of the people she was running into why did I do that? No idea, but it felt like organically the right thing. She had a reason. So for years, I was trying to do these stories on. I had a couple of them drawn, and, and it just never happened. So finally, uh, end of last year, I decided, damn it, 2019, it's coming out. I'm going to do an anthology of short stories about her. Then I'm going to get it done. I don't care what it takes. And I want to dedicate it to my daughter because a lot of it was about strong women in my life, you know, my mother, my grandmother, some friends of mine, and here's my daughter coming along, and she's proving to be that, and I want her to know she comes from that, and, you know, it's a good thing. And so I got a draft done by May, which is her birthday month, and I dedicated it to her so she knew about it, and I kept working on it, and then I released a soft release in mm -hmm. June, right? Some people got a hold of it. One of them being uh, in an avid reader of, of the blackjack stuff, and he, he enjoys it and everything. And he comes back, and I'm enjoying the stories and everything like that. He says, but I found these typos. I'm thinking, oh, God, I had somebody looking over. Ugh. And then I go back to look at that, and I'm looking at some of the sentences. Now, I had reworked it between the soft, between May and July. I had reworked it and put in a, right. uploaded a new draft. And I'm reading it, and I'm going, that, that line could be cleaner and this yeah, it could yeah. be tighter and i know that's her voice but something's not and i'm thinking oh God. You, and you 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 either have that choice of saying well damn it it's out there already what the point or going no nah, this ain't right yet <laughs> yeah yeah the homework do the work yeah. and, and that's what it comes down to so i'm going back into it and you talking about this the other day as a matter of fact you brought it up 
that was, you know, that was, I had just gone in my head. I got to go back to it. And here you were saying, and I said, yep, that's it. That's, that's yeah. what we are. I mean, the Gunner and Mallory books are not on the market right now. And I think in the long run, everybody's going to be better off. <laughs> because I, the, I will defend, the writing is just better. And it's. I, I will defend you on this, though. I will say this about that. Yes, it can be better. What we do can be better. There's a point where we have to let go, but yes, up until that point, it can be better. But mm -hmm. I don't feel, because I've read them, I don't feel that you shortchanged us. Oh, no, I don't think yeah. so either. Yeah. And uh, I got to be honest with you, I did not think that, I just thought they were going to be part of the back catalog at this point. You know, it was having a conversation. And um, when I went to in Thriller Fest, Consult Fest, they kept asking me, uh, oh, well, you didn't send your pitch in. You didn't send your pitch in yet. I said, I'm not pitching. I don't want to pitch anything. It's a consult fest, and I'm paying to consult with some people. I have questions, and I want to ask. And uh, I got pushed back a little bit on it. I said, listen, over the years, at different conferences, I've gotten tons of conflicting information. Mm. And I want to look at industry professionals in the eye ask them and I want to gauge their answers so I can make some decisions for myself. Mm -hmm. And they were like, okay, we see what you mean. Fine. Uh, we will just tell the two people you're going to talk to. And I got, you know, uh, honestly, I got very different answers from the two people I spoke to. But with the second one, um, you know, I, I came down, sat down and just gave them my card, which has all the book covers on it and, you know, uh, a tagline or something. And um, she wanted to know about the Blackjack books, and then she wanted to know about, you know, da da. And she went to this uh, the city series, the Gunner and Mallory series. And um, I mentioned that one won two awards, and she zeroed in on that. Uh -huh. And uh, and one of the things that you know I've been told is that anything you put out independently, you know, no one will ever look at. And this uh, this uh, professional, she said. Um, no, I would I would look at that with an idea of publishing, republishing it, you know, under our company, and um, here here are the parameters that would uh, I would do that under, and that's what I'm doing now. Uh, so it wasn't uh, it wasn't originally part of the plan, and I didn't expect to spend this summer. I have five or six more uh, concepts that are short and fun and that's what i thought summer was this summer was going to be but this is tied in this is this is tied into mary you know i think one of the things that uh that uh i've always believed in is that there's a subconscious thing going on with creatives and uh sometimes you make connections that you really weren't aware of you know i'm listening to another podcast with one of your friends chris golden called uh, Defenders Dialogue, and they used the run of this, uh, I guess it's Silver Age or Bronze Age, Marvel, you know, lesser heralded Marvel title, The Defenders, um, to talk about what goes on in there and choices made and um, then creativity from there, you know. Uh, so they, were, they really love the J.M. DeMatteis run, and they were talking about, they had an interview with him, after they talked about all the issues and he said you know a lot of times you know i'm listening to the podcast that you're doing and i'm saying i i didn't realize i made that connection i didn't realize i made that connection he says 
Elias is he's a big believer in the you know the subconscious connections that happen and uh, I'm starting to see that here uh, and the connection between my work and your work this you know this past few months is that I think there's a need for these two stories you know mm. um, in essence uh, Mallory and Gunner represent all of us uh, and they go through the, st- uh, the steps of Dante's Inferno, not realizing, you know, uh, it's about how we make the world hell for each other. And I think, you know, flip on a headline, you know, on, on social media or TV or anywhere. And a lot of people are making life hell for a lot of different people, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> and I think women are in that crosshair. You know, from being abused to being ostracized to being, you know, just just this week, uh, a president of a major country talked to another president about not letting two of his um, rivals into that country. That's unprecedented. That's never happened before and shameful and all that stuff. But you lose faith as a member of that group. If you start seeing this happen, mm. you know, and you've had these ideas, these Marriott stories for a long time. But right now, when certain groups are in need of that energy, in need of that. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, the dog is looking at himself in the mirror and trying to get out the door at the same time. <laughs> he, he's like, who's that dog? Keeping me from coming out of the room. <laughs> but I, I think go out I think of the room looking for that dog. Yeah. yeah. That's a handsome dog, but he's, he should let me go. Yeah. Um, but I think the Mary stories offer an energy and a strength that is helpful at this time. You know, and that's that. I mean, that's that's part of the mystic part. And I don't want to be too spacey, but I think that's part of the mystic spot, part of creativity. And. And one of the things that we celebrate for a hundred episodes. Yeah, I was going to say for a hundred episodes, and and we will, you know, certainly take these on even more because in another episode, I really want to get more into the Mallory Gunner experience that you're having. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of seller uh, stuff, folks. That that he he's attic and seller stuff that you're not hearing about right now. That it's just so fascinating. But we will get to that. Um, I will, you know, I, I mentioned a little bit about Mary, and there's a couple other things I'm working on, a couple other opportunities, and I will hopefully be talking about those in the other episodes. But I also, um, you know, because I mentioned this fan who, who pointed out the, uh, the problems, and I want to say that one of the things that I've enjoyed on this journey of Tell the Damn Story, you know, and all the episodes, and, I, and by the way, hey there, Tim, wherever you are, I know it's yeah. this. You know, we started, we started this with Tim Fielder and Chris and I, and, you know, journeys are journeys. Sometimes there's a fork in the road and, and one group goes one way and another person goes another. So Tim's out there and he sends us love and we send it back to him. And it's 100 episodes, buddy. We're still at it. Uh, to but to date say- ourselves, Tim is, for me, partially, like when we were kids, there was a game called Battling Tops. And you'd zip all these tops. The tops would go into the middle of the arena at top speed. Every once in a while, you one would hit the other just right. And it would go flying across the room and keep spinning and like yeah. spin itself into a whole different, you know, place. 
that feels kind of like Tim because, <laughs> you know, Tim was with us. Boom, boom, boom. We did a lot of stuff. He actually uh, uh, sparked uh, one of the blackjack stories that we offer for free, all this stuff. And then went, bam. And he's done um, uh, museum displays and independent books and his innovations and uh, Afro Afrofuturism and, you know, Time, uh, New York Times picked up some of his stuff for a while. Uh, yeah, it's that Johnny Appleseed. He's out there just throwing them suckers yeah, all over. He, re he really is. And I, you know, and I, I find that energizing, and I'm always proud to see. I knew him at a little moment. You know, off he goes. There's a he family of those people. That's you know. <laughs> Say kidding. what? I said he doesn't talk about us, but that's not important. No. That's well, you know, that's no, okay. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Yeah, truly, I'm kidding. Tim, Tim, yeah, is, Tim, where's Tim, love? Those guys, come that, on, Tim. We come know, on, give him some love, <laughs> But the reason I was bringing this up is, um, you know, 100 episodes, a lot of stuff that we've talked about over the years. And I, because it's our 100th episode, I made a little list. I have a list here, right? I made a little list of some of the episodes that stood out with me and, and that we even got some feedback from or just a reaction from. Uh, like was episode, uh, it's it just working backwards, folks, a little working backwards. Episode 84 uh, was our episode about Endgame. And Chris, I just lost your face. Are you still there? All right. Yeah, give me a minute. My face okay. will be I back. just wanted to make sure I hadn't lost you entirely. Um, you know, Endgame, we did a whole thing about Endgame. Uh, pretty much deconstructed the film that we loved, by the way. So that's not a negative. And one of our fans got back to us with saying, you know, it was uh, she enjoyed the, the episode and she particularly also enjoyed the film. And she was excited that, you know, we had brought out the point that they had taken some very serious, realistic uh, emotions and reactions and human interactions in tragedy and loss and dealt with it very organically and honestly in the film. And, you know, that I appreciated was that obviously, A, she was listening to us. But that be that we did touch on something that was very important to her enjoyment of that film. Um, we had another person who um, was talking about this was episode 78 uh, about giving credit to artists, you know, who created things or, or brought out, you know, told great stories and making sure that they got uh, acknowledged for that. And we were talking in particular about a couple of situations where these artists were being overlooked, like Billy Graham had, had been overlooked for a while, even though he did his wonderful artwork and was one of the first artists on Luke Cage, um, did that wonderful long run with Panther's Rage uh, that Don McGregor wrote, the Black Panther, early days, you know, it was like a year-long story, and he hadn't gotten um, the recognition he deserved. And we were talking about that in one of the episodes, and that inspired one of our listeners to actually begin her own campaign. This is another totally different person begin her own campaign to try and make sure that the artists and writers that she knew of who were not getting the recognition were, you know, credited for the, for the work that they've done and the fact that we appreciate that. So, you know, it was kind of exciting to, to, to sort of revisit some of those things and find out, geez, some of the stuff we talked about actually went out there and affected people in a positive way. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I've, I've come up with... Um a top five. Oh, evidence. Um, top five. But, you know, being an English teacher, not a math teacher, mm -hmm. I found there's six of them in my top five. <laughs> Your top five has so, six. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you're going to, I'm going to, uh, you're going to, my face is going to disappear for a minute. 
oh, so okay. I can read the list. Okay. Okay. But All you right. can you can still hear me. Okay, I can definitely hear you. All right. So number six was <laughs> of your top five. Of my top five. Number six <laughs> of my top five favorite episodes. Number six is Charlottesville. Uh, this was after the uh, incident in Charlottesville where we kind of had some Nazis and uh, some protesters and one guy ran his car into killing somebody. It was just horrible. And we got on and talked about it. And the reason it's on the list is uh, we will roar with emotion and heartbreak. And that was honest, you know, and it is that kind of stuff that then fuels creativity, mm. you know, and we've all we've gone from there. Number five was the episode where we had a frank discussion, you and I. Uh, and the question was, can I, as a white guy, write blackjack? Mm. And uh, I thought it was a pretty interesting episode because it addresses an, a dangerous area of overreach that has come up in recent years. Uh, right now, comedians hate doing colleges because student students, uh, bookers, they believe they can dictate to an artist what that artist can talk about. Mm. If I was the comedian, I would never take the gig. But at the same instant, instant I have a list of things that I am very careful, careful uh, talking about in my role as a high school teacher, you know? The space between those two concepts is razor thin, but significant. And I think exactly in that space between those two ideas, where some college booker thinks he can dictate what an artist should and should not do, and self-censoring because you're, you know, you're talking to minors, in between that spot was this whole idea about who can write about whom. Mm. And, and I think it was necessary. You know, I, I think we resulted in uh, the idea that anyone should be able to discuss, write, and create about anything. But well, it's the it, yeah, it's the approach that matters. And I yeah. came up with three words: respect, research, and reference for authentic accuracy. And that's what's crucial. And that's why I thought that episode was really good. Uh, number four out of my top five. That is six. Um, work, work the episode when we talked about working through depression. You know, because, oh, yeah. Right. We all, I think that was episode 79. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. And mm -hmm. we're talking about um, that we're, you know, we all suffer at least imposter syndrome, if not worse. You know, and then the idea that having, you know, some place or, or knowing that you're not alone, that can mean everything. Mm -hmm. And I want to get personal for a minute. Um, I have a former student that I follow on Instagram. And she is suffering with MS. And that makes me cry, not out of pity, but out of pride. Because she's reaching out, even as she's experiencing this hideous health thief, because of her love for others in pain. And that love is stronger than the challenges set before her. There you go. She's exactly the kind of American who should be discussed during the 24-hour news cycle. Not some dementia-laden carnival barker. And you can take your pick Ooh. of those people today. Wow. That young lady, she's an American hero. You know, and, and 
you know, she is working through all of the weight of that and, and helping others at the same time. I'm amazed. All right. Episode number three um, is actually another cheat because it's multiple episodes. The Deadly Ink and Pulp Fest interviews. I find that I really enjoy celebrating creatives in that way. I think mm-hmm. talking to them in a raw, unedited way is fun and fascinating. I always learn something. I always have a regret. I wish I could ask this, you know, after the interview and all that stuff. But I think those are the fun additions to the show. Uh, we got two more. Uh, number two is the Don McGregor interview. <laughs> Here's my reason why it's all the way up at number two. Oh, if we're honest with ourselves, Alex, nope. we lost control of that episode as soon as we introduced Don McGregor. He he <laughs> was off and r- running yep. like a combination uh, wild stallion and over over energized Harley Davidson. It was amazing. And if you go back and listen to it, sometimes you have to listen closely. But he gave us so much wisdom, so generously that it's it's got to be one of the best. And I gotta say. Uh, Avengers Endgame, because that energy uh, is an essential part of our friendship since, you know, just before the caveman arrived. Um, <laughs> and, and it's what allows me, at least, and I think you, to keep going no matter what. It's that energy, that love, that, that, that thrill of story, you know? Um, and it's, I think, that, that idea... And that charge that we get out of story and being able to share that has been like a, a, a spine for these hundred episodes. So there's my six top five. Absolutely. And, and by the way, <laughs> anybody who's now going, the Don McGregor, I got to listen to that. It was episode 74. Okay. Yeah. And Definitely. It's... Yeah. You, you, you need to experience that. If you've never been run over in heavy traffic, you should definitely yeah. check that one. And, and here's, here's a true behind the scenes on that one. Alex and I prepared for that one. We each had somewhere between 15 and 30 questions. If you listen to that episode, I think we get two questions, maybe three. And But he covers most of the Everything. stuff we were going to talk about anyway. Yeah, yeah it was fantastic. <laughs> because he's, he is a storyteller. It is what oh, yeah. he does. And he's passionate about it. Um, let me let me sort of just jump in here. Thank you, by the way, for those those wonderful yep. top five that are. I hope it was fun. <laughs> yes. Um, one of the things that that, as I said, I did. I sort of reached back. I was looking at some of the commentary uh, that people gave uh, in reaction to some of our episodes, and I actually, 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 I actually have some uh, material here uh, from some of the folks who have actually commented on, and I have it recorded. It's like a so, special guest um, star. So I'm going to play you uh, a couple of, because, uh, you know, you, people can, can comment. They can, you know, send us emails or whatever. So here, here's a comment from one of our listeners right now. And I, you know, it's amazing. Anyway, here we go. In my preparation for this event, I realized that I had only recently, say within the last seven or eight months, become a fan of the Tell the Damn Story podcast. Hmm. 
So when you asked me to comment for this 100th episode special, I was honored, but I really felt totally inadequate to the task of commenting on the depth and breadth of the show. So as usual, I began to do my homework and found myself in the archives. (laughs) My jaws dropped and my eyes bugged out at the topics and talents covered by this show, you guys. It covered everything and pretty much everybody. The big houses, the indies, popular culture, not just here in the States, but around the world. The history of the comics business, and even more importantly, the process of creating what I call the truest artistic journals of human history. Wow. You and Chris speak of animation, regular books, strips, movies, graphic novels, the nuts and bolts about getting into the business, the highs and even the pitfalls, and you discuss current and future trends. The thing that made this so amazing to me personally is that you not only cover this from the personal experience aspect, but as professionals as well, and not only from yourselves, but from totally recognizable, monumental contributors of the business. For an art form that continuously must fight the never-ending battle for relevance and existence, this is not only of paramount importance, but definitely important to every aspect of life for this medium, for generations now and to those to come in the future. Chris and you cover the entire scene with such intensity. It touches the emotions, the mind, and one's very soul. I can't even begin to express my appreciation for what the both of you have created here. My words fail to even begin to express the significance of such a thing. While podcasting is an extremely viable medium, the only critique I would make is that, if possible, there should be an attempt of a video format. People need to see you guys, as well as here, as well as here, I mean, the wisdom and see the magnificence of what you both have provided for us. Congratulations for your 100th episode, guys, and may you have at least 10,000 more. Wow. <laughs> wow. That was uh, that was Dion, is that correct? That's Dion, yeah. Yeah, wow, I know. Thank you, Dion. That is amazing. Humbling, right? Yeah, humbling? I mean, you know... <laughs> We've we've talked about this on on occasions, you know, because we we you know, folks, we do what we do. We talk about what we talk about. We come from the heart and the head. We screw up. We 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 soar. We fall. All that stuff, and we just put it out there. And you have no idea, you know, most of the time, how it's resonating. You know, I, yeah. I I I don't. You know, I'm not one of those people who like hovers over analytics. Every now and then I'll go to because uh, we we um, tend to put this out on the uh, first platform is is Anchor. And then it distributes it to all the others. And so I'll go to the anchor analytics and I'll occasionally I'll go look at the, the little colorful wheel. It's pretty mm-hmm. wheel here. And it's in it's it divided into colors. So I know that the majority of our audience is from the United States. And I went, okay, that makes sense. And then I look at some of the other colors and the little little sizes of them and I realize, oh, this is in Europe. This is this is in a particular country in Europe. This is so you know, it's like, okay, so we're we're, we're, we're spewing this out there, but we don't yeah. know how people feel. And then you get responses. Uh, yeah. It's, it's mind-boggling at times. Uh, and I know we, we had a listener in South America for a while, which was wild. Um, when we do this, just like we are right now, you're in your desk, 
right? And in your den, uh, I tend to be there, but now I'm on vacation, but I'm in a, it's an empty bedroom, right? We're in a vacuum and we do this in a vacuum. And the idea is uh, uh, two friends talking about their passion and that if we're passionate about it, theoretically, there are others who are equally passionate about it mm. and can benefit in some way, right? And then that's the, so. yeah. that's the be all end all because we haven't sitting there saying, you know what? This will make us rich because, you know, not a penny. <laughs> that's <laughs> not what we've ever, you know, it's all been about, yeah, this is, you know. The, it's important. We yeah. want to put it out there, right? Yeah? Yeah. And then to hear something like, like what Dion recorded. Oh my God! You, you know, and every once in a while we'll get someone drop us a line or um, talk to us. You know, uh, in a con. You know. Um, let, let me since you you set that up. Let me let me. Someone dropped us a line. So we got one from from Carla. Um, oh, Carla. I, I know a couple of things about. And um, one of them is I know that uh, Carla has been what's known as a, a griot or a storyteller. For children in particular in the in the uh, Philadelphia area for years, and uh, you know life throws stuff at us, and sometimes you know we find ourselves in that funk, and we've talked about that, and so knowing that that's some of the things that she's dealt with, uh, you know, we received this this email from her, and she says, "Congratulations on your hundredth episode. I wanted to let you both know how much I appreciate your candid discussions and dialogue on the art." and industry of writing. <clears throat> it is encouraging to hear the habits that I've developed are ones that you, as my mentors, also have. Wow. Mentors. Jeez. Yeah. Thanks to your show, I am again writing and recording my stories. I am also developing a radio program around Philadelphia stories to premiere in the spring. Very cool. I am grateful to you two wonderful creators for sharing your best practices and craft with minions like me. <laughs> I think she's got that script flipped, man. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. could we'll learn at her, her feet. About that. We'll, you know, Carla, we'll be coming <laughs> for you on that one. But her, her sign-off is your sister in storytelling, Mama That's Carla true. Wiley. You know, and well, I'll embrace that. She's definitely a sister in storytelling. That's pretty yeah, cool. You know, and she, she you know, in particular... She she tells stories from the heart, you know, and she works with children. And it you got to be real with kids. You got to be honest with kids. You got to yeah, be they'll, with they'll kids. sniff it out in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. And she, you know they follow her around. It's the Pied Piper motion here. It's like you know. That's and I'm not cool. talking just about little toddlers. I'm talking about you know teenagers and people. They 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 feel her her love. They feel her heart. They feel her sincerity, and they're they gravitate towards her and. That's, you know, that's a big part of being a creative is you mentioned the word before, your passion, yeah. love for what you do. You know, so that's that's another one. And, you know, and hearing from her and having a thank you, Carla. Thank you. I, uh, Carla, that was beautiful. We are humbled. You know, and uh, yeah, we're learning from you. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I don't I, you know, I, I don't know if people realize this, but Chris, Chris and I and people like us, we we share we do these things. And we do them for the right reasons. You know, we do them because we feel like maybe this will help somebody else because someone was there for us or however, you know, the thoughts flow. It empowers us. It rejuvenates us to hear your feedback. Yes. You know, and, and, and you know, like I said, even from some of the people say, you know, there was a typo here or such and such. 
You know, it's like, oh, I wish I'd caught that. But thank you. You cared enough to let me know. And I'm going to try and make it better. You know, and those are those are empowerments um, that yeah. we really are thankful for and appreciative for. I assure you. Oh, great. A hundred percent. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I got and another one for you because we got two more. We got two more. Can you handle all it? Right. You uh, can I'm, I'm going to I'm going to try and handle it. I'm going to try it's, Okay. We're not used to this, so, yeah. <laughs> but it's the hundredth episode, so it's let's the hundredth episode, and we get to do this in the hundredth episode. So here we go. Here's um, Juan. All right, if I got this right now. Greetings, guys. This is Juan Espinosa, the writer and creator of Adventure of Assistant Admin. I would like to congratulate Alex and Chris on their hundredth episode. Wow. Um, this has been a great journey for me. I have been listening to them since around episode 20. Wow. It's been great. I have learned a lot. They always got tips for writers and artists overall. And it's, it's always encouraging to listen to these two amazing writers give, give you tips. It's, it's, it feels personal when you listen to their podcast. Um, That's cool. I will hope for them to have many, many more episodes so I can enjoy it. And please, Alex and Chris, keep telling the damn story. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Juan, that was fantastic, Juan. That's Thank you so great. much. That's great. I love oh, it. Oh, man, oh. that's beautiful. I love it. That's it. He oh. took over the he took off the show. Good job, Juan. Yeah, fantastic. Use that as a culture, man. <laughs> wow. I'm I tell you what, I'm like levitating off the, the bed here. That's so energizing. Well let you me, know, let, to, me to, let me add to hear to good things. Topic. Yeah, let me add to that fuel there, bro. Because Juan uh -oh. is um a tech uh, at a particular college. Uh, since I don't have permission to tell where I, I won't. Right. But he's a tech at this, and that, that was his thing. He's you know, a husband and a father, wonderful children, all that good stuff. And he's an IT guy, right? He attended my kids' Comic-Con a couple of years, you know, bringing the kids and all that stuff. And he started listening to this podcast. And he picked up a book that I wrote on creating comics. And he, mm -hmm. again, started really became a regular of listening to us. And all those things came together, and he created his own comic book series called yeah. Adventures of a Systems Administrator. See, <laughs> and it's not a manual. It's a, an actual – I think they're going to the third issue right now. And not, <laughs> not only is it beautiful to look at, beautifully illustrated, beautifully colored, and all that, because Juan is Latino, he connected with – I forget who the organization was, but now it is in two languages. It's in English That's and cool. Spanish, right? Just, just you know, just we put it out there. He picked it up and he said, "I'm running with this." And there he is. There he is now. You know, that's beautiful. So you know, and again, we, you know, I have, I, Chris and, and the folks who listen to the show know I've said this a million times. I, I, I suffered for years from Lone Ranger syndrome. You know, <laughs> come into town, fight the bad guys, help people out, ride out of town before anybody can thank me or any mm -hmm. kind of testimony or anything like that. And you keep doing that because you're doing the right thing for the right reason, because you, you believe in this. And again, this this episode of hearing from people, you know, that not, not only enjoy what we do, but have gained something from it. It's it's like you said, you're, you're levitating, you're flying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like Lone Ranger, I grew up, uh, you know, Irish household syndrome. <laughs> yeah. and you'd try anything they're like oh who do you think you are there you're getting too big for your britches 
thinking you can do that. You can't do that. Get yourself a job. <laughs> That's not bad. That sounded like neither of my parents, by the way. Yeah, um, I, I remember but, both of them, yes. <laughs> yeah, but it's been a long journey to get past that to it's okay to do this. If this is true to your heart, it's okay to do it in whatever form. And to to talk about that, which we've done over and over and over again in the 100 episodes, and then to hear someone like Juan who has taken off, you know, and if there's anything that we did to help that, boy, that's the biggest compliment in the world. And that's really what the creative community is supposed to be about, right? It's, it's, <laughs> it's yes, you can, you know, and let's do this yeah. rather than no, you suck, right? right. And uh, man, it is such a compliment to hear someone like Juan take a moment out to talk about, you know, any aspect of what we do. So thank you again, Juan. That's fantastic. Absolutely. So this is Dion. Woo, this is Carlos a fun 100th Juan. episode. I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, I'm having a good time. <laughs> and, and, you know, and again, Juan mentioned episode 20 was when he started watching our... Yeah. Wow. Episode 18 was how do artists feed the muse, right? Yeah. How, do we, how do we feed ourselves, to, you know, what inspirations and information mm -hmm. sources and all that. So that was 18. Episode by 24, we were up to discussing. Now, you know, one thing is how do we how do we spark the creativity? Right. And then episode 24, we're talking about does family friendly films have a place anymore? Right. Right. You know, you know, so it's like that is kind of the spectrum that we work within. It's all creative, but it's also about the human condition, the soul, the you know, the ups and downs. Constantly spewing negativity does impact on people. That's yeah, right. Does. You know what? That's why I say fight evil, read books. Yeah, all <laughs> I can get is evil books because you got to oh. see for yourself there. Look. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there, a little more. There you go. Okay, fight evil, read books. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> I forget where I ordered that, oh, but that, I love that saying. It's a different message. Yeah, you know, evil books. <laughs> oh, no, fight evil, read books. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So we believe in story and we believe in creativity in all forms. Right. But, so I got uh, one more for you. One more? I, I one might more. have to strap in. I don't know if I can take another compliment. Hey, Holy here God. It comes, here it comes. This one, this one is from a fellow artist and creative uh, professional who's been out there for some years. Um, and we've mentioned some of the things we've talked about. And here's a person who will mention a particular episode. But I'm going to hit you with this, and then we will uh, come back to it. So let me just make sure. Am I all set up? Is it ready to go? Or is he going to be able to hear? Because I don't want Chris to be upset with me that you couldn't hear this. Ah. Okay, we're ready. Here we go. Hi, Alex and Chris. This is Jersey Drozd of Jersey.com and also of the Fabulous Secrets Microcast, which you can find at patreon.com slash Jersey. And I just wanted to send you a message to congratulate you guys on 100 episodes. That is no small feat to check in every week and come up with a new topic and thoughtfully examine it and discuss it week after week. Uh, I'm so grateful to both of you for what you contribute to the world of or the discussion of thinking about writing and art and communicating with words and pictures. And I get a lot of value out of what you do. Wow. And since I only have a couple minutes, I, I thought I would narrow it down to three things that I especially enjoy about your guys' brand of uh, investigating story. <laughs> <laughs> is that you guys are not prescriptive at all. Um, the fact that your teachers really comes through, and it, it's, it's a huge asset to the show, in that you 
you use your own experiences to demonstrate and model and teach, but you almost celebrate that our own journeys will be our own. Like you leave room for us to find our own way, and then you guys just identify the dangers ahead. But you recognize the fact that everybody's going to have their own approach to this. And you use your experiences just to be uh, a way of mapping the territory, the map that you guys have, have uh, done on your own, built off of other people's maps, and then passing the torch to us to say, now you contribute to the map. Yeah. So I always leave each episode feeling kind of activated and inspired and like called to some kind of great adventure in this uh, to contribute to this to this <laughs> storytelling um similar wow. similarly related to is you guys demonstrate and model lifelong curiosity you know when i was a kid and i decided i want to be a comic book artist not having any context as to what that means i just thought well i'm just going to draw really good and stanley's going to pull up in a car and ask me to get in he's going to take me to new york and i'm going to be on the wizard's <laughs> I draw Spider-Man, I don't have to think about it anymore, and I'll know how to address and solve every problem that life presents me. And then comes that point where you realize that adults don't have all the answers, and then you become an adult, and you realize, oh, I'm still figuring this out on my own. And there's two different ways you could look at it. And one is you could say, oh gosh, this is a lot worse than I thought it was going to be, and this is kind of awful that I'm never going to be sure of myself. Or you could take the Alex uh, Alex and Chris approach and say, no, this means we get to learn for the rest of our lives. And there's always gonna be a new thing for us to be curious about and, and to pick apart, and this will never, ever get boring. So I don't know if you guys are aware that you're doing this or wow. not, how intentional this is, but uh, <laughs> either, either way, take a bow that you guys are really positive examples for the rest of us to follow to say that, you know, the example I always talk about on my own podcast is that line, uh, that, that bit in uh, the Chronicles of Narnia where, uh, Peter and Edmund are standing in front of Aslan, and Aslan's telling them all the dangerous stuff that's about to happen as they're about to go to war with the White Witch. And Edmund thinks of the word danger, and Peter thinks of the word adventure. And you yeah. guys kind of frame it up in a sense of adventure, even when you're talking about tough stuff, even when you're talking about really difficult things. It never feels like despair is an option. So I really admire and appreciate the fact that you guys have that perspective, that approach. And then that leads me to my final one. Final, this isn't the final. This is one of many, many reasons I really love you guys' show. But if I had to sum it up in three, I would close with the fact that you guys are just so darn joyful. When I'm listening to these <laughs> wise and thoughtful creators talk, I also hear the same spirit of two kids who have just discovered a really cool new game to play. <laughs> you guys are deconstructing Avengers Endgame. It was so fun to listen to just two two boys <laughs> getting really excited about how cool story is and i feel like that's my favorite kind of wisdom uh the best kind of wisdom it, it has experience and it has uh thoughtful reflection built upon failure and pain and frustration and anguish and all those things that come with being alive but it never shakes off that sense of being a little kid really excited about a cool new thing to do a cool new thing to engage with so thank you guys for that too so once again, wow. uh, com, and uh, thank you guys for everything you've done. Congratulations on 100 episodes, and I look forward to everything you guys are putting out in the world uh, from here on out. Everything you guys do continues to buoy, support, and inspire me. So thanks again. Wow. Wow. Jersey. Wow. Oh, man. Huge thanks. Humble, humble thanks. Because Jersey, you know, 
he's got his own shows. Uh, he's got his own partners, and yeah. they do amazing things. And so travel, you know, um, you, you know, he, he mentioned inspiration, and everything, and and I guess I can just segue quickly into how I met Jersey. I met Jersey through uh, a seasoned comic book industry professional named Dan Mishkin, who did a lot of work for Marvel as a writer and so forth. But I met Dan. Because Dan came, I mean, I knew him a little bit through the industry, but Dan came to one of the first Kids Comic Con, which mm-hmm. was 30 years ago, right? And he participated. And he went away so inspired, having seen the kids and the, the people coming and the artists sharing us, you know, sharing their, their craft and information with the children and the parents and all that. And he lives out in the mid, in, not in the Midwest, he lives, um, oh God, what was it, Michigan, I think it is. And so he goes back there, Detroit, he lives right outside of Detroit. And he goes back there and he creates uh, kids read comics, an event, right? And, and you know, we, we mentored because we, you know, we can't be everything and we don't need to be everything. But more people doing this for families and ki- children works for me. So he goes out and he creates this great thing out there. And through him, I meet Jersey. So as I said, they're out there doing their thing. Jersey's got his career going on. They're great guys. You know, I've never been able to make it out to their show. But there's been this back and forth dialogue. And then we had a chance to, you know, I was interviewed on Jersey's show and I was telling about our show and mm-hmm. they started listening. And the next thing I hear is Jersey talking about, you know, our episode on Endgame. You know, it's like, whoa, okay. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's mutual admiration. Absolutely. But it's, it's also, you know, it's, it's affirming. It's, it's, it's great to know to learn this way and to, 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 to feel the way I think both of us do at this moment, which is humbled. It's really yeah. humbled. Um, but it's, you know, more, but humbled, you know, you know, hashtag goals, right? The idea was to share to the community and to have so many of them share back, you know, that's, that's, that's the reader dream or the writer dream. To put or the creative dream, you know, to put something out there and to complete the connection that someone else caught it, experienced it, and had a reaction to it, you know. I'll, that's I'll, I'm sorry, go that's ahead. life affirming. Yeah. And and well, thank at Jersey and everybody who who yeah. took their time out to help complete that circle, you know, and 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 energize us to to continue what we're doing but wow man i'm just knocked out i really am let me let me piggyback off of what you just said 17 years old actually turning 18 at that time in my life meeting um billy graham the artist Mm -hmm. meeting um stan lee uh jim salakrop uh johnny ramita senior marie severin meeting these people whose work I'd known for years, but now meeting them as human beings and having them being open and warm to sharing what they do and how they do it with me at that age. I even met Mort Drucker at that age, you know, mm. you know, the cartoonist, famed cartoonist from Mad. Again, an open, warm, sharing person. I think as I got older, that's one of the things that stayed with me is there were people there for me when I was wandering around the the, the the, 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 the land, trying to figure things out and trying to decide where I fit in and was I going to do this or, you know, feeling lost or confused. Um, 
and they were there. They were there yeah. just just genuinely open to saying, this is how I did it. This is what I know. You know, Dick Giordano, the, you know, I could, Tony Isabella, I could just drop names like crazy, not out of celebrity status, but out of the, the hundred some odd people who over my lifetime stepped up when I needed them. Yeah. You know, and this this show in a way is also a celebration of that and a way of, of you know, paying it forward. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's one other thing as well. You know, in in 2019 America, it's an act of defiance. It's an act of <laughs> protest because in the face of so many things that are going on now to love and to share that love that's that's rebellion. Mm. You know? And I can handle. That's and it. and all I can say is join the rebellion. <laughs> and we're Share in the love. Share rebellion. what you know. Share what you're passionate about. Oh, yeah. Continue it. Yeah. And we're going to continue it for as many more episodes as we can. This yeah, has been let, amazing. Let me mention very quickly, because yeah, it is coming to be that time. Let me mention, um, A, you were at Deadly Inc. And it, it came up during this conversation. There are more interviews you have from Deadly yeah. Inc. And they're going to be forthcoming. Um, we've got a few of we'll the, continue that next episode. Yeah. Right. We've got a few of the Silver Age and Golden Age people who want to, you know, going to be on for interviews. I've got David Walker, uh, who's got Bitter Roots and some new stuff coming out that he's going to be on. So there's a lot of stuff that we're going to be sharing, not only our journeys, but others as well. And we have even got some people from different countries who are going to be coming on the show to talk yeah, cool. about their experiences from from Europe and, you know, uh, from uh, Australia and India. So these are things that are happening because, again, we, we just, we're open to it. Yes, we are. You know, and that's, that's something to look forward to. So I'm very excited about the next 100. Me too. <laughs> and we're going to, you know what we're going to do those next 100? We're going to tell a damn story <laughs> every damn week. <laughs> okay, folks, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, yeah. Dion, Carla. Uh, Jersey and Juan for taking the time to send in those thoughts. We, you know, like Chris and I are yeah. blown away now, but I guarantee we're going to be walking on on air. Oh yeah, today, if not and, a couple of days. And, and I love that they took over the show, man. That is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So people, we ask every time, and we mean it. Send us your comments. Ask us your questions. We may not have all the answers, but we'll certainly dig for as many as we can come up with, and we also learn from you. So once again, comment section, write in, yep. whatever it is it takes. Let us know how you how you feel, how you're doing, what we can Co do for you. Yeah, complete the circle. Tell the damn story. Pass it I on. Let us know. Let's keep the conversation going. Absolutely. And Alex, go for it. It's it's always a pleasure to do any kind of creative stuff with you, my brother. Same, same, Captain. Enjoy your vacation. Give the goddess a hug for me. Uh, well, and uh, tell tell the kids I said howdy, and we'll talk to you next week. Howdy to all you and yours. You got it, brother. Take Peace. care. Bye, everybody. Later.